2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Sally here, live from TC's studio, the shed, the garage. What do we call this place? TC studio
0: is very generous. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a detached garage, but it does have a mini split. It's nice and nice and chilly in here. Uh, welcome. glad to have you guys. This is Florida Hilton.
2: I mean, it's just the take lab is is live. I love it. This is most of the crew for the week. Cody's going to be making his way down here. The voice you just heard is Kevin van Valkenburg. The golf action is heating up ahead of the players championship this weekend. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting operator of the PGA tour is giving you a can't miss offer to celebrate this week. New customers can bet $5 on any pre-tournament wager and get $100 in bonus bets instantly. On top of that, we also have teamed up with DraftKings to make a five pick made cut parlay we will be naming our picks uh for that we each picked one player to make the cut and uh parlay all of that into one big mega bet that we want everyone to ride with us we, we can put, put some thought into those picks that's going to debut on our social media channels on wednesday If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code NLU. New customers can bet $5 on any pre-tournament wager on the Players' Championship and get $100 in bonus bets instantly. Only DraftKings Sportsbook, official betting operator of the PGA Tour with code NLU. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Players' Championship Preview Podcast. Uh, Guys, it's been a lot of moving and shaking going on in the world of golf. Um, It kind of, I want to, part of me wants to be like, let's talk about the golf. Let's get there. I don't think we're going to get there until the golf starts on Thursday. Because today seemed to be, there was not much energy around the Players' Championship, it didn't feel like, as much as there was like everything else that's going on. Same with last year. It's like all big picture stuff. Jay Monahan's presser today. We're going to react to that. Rory's presser, all that KDV, I'll throw it to you first. Any takeaways from what we learned out there today? Any anything? Any news? Anything that changes anything from any previous discussions we've had, or adds to it, or detracts from it? Whatever. What's your reaction? I think what was good to hear is that um,
1: some of the lower tier players feel a little bit more uh, like the information they have all the information now. They're, they were a little bit uh, frustrated or upset initially, and having had it explained to them better in the meeting this morning, they're like, okay, like, I'm not getting screwed here. Uh, I'm still skeptical about some of the churn and how, what rates that's going to be like. Uh, but I'm feel better informed about it. And I think that's kind of in line where I feel like I, I have a better grasp of understanding of what's going on. I'm still skeptical. I'm still a little bit bummed about the cuts thing. But uh, for the most part, like, I think that, uh, you know, the the plans were sort of officially laid out, right? Like I say, it'll come out in leaks, they'd come out in Podcast discussions had come out in you know various sort of ways, but Jay started to have a stand up there and, and obviously like this today, present it to the players and then talk to the media about it, take questions. All of that maybe you could argue, could have happened sooner, but they would, I would probably say that like couldn't have happened sooner. They needed to wait until everyone was in the same place and this is the place to do it. So, you know, it's weird to sort of only get Jay for twice a year to do the sort of state of the union uh, of the PGA tour um, I don't think he's great in this environment, but I also think he's probably less, um, it was better than last year when he seemed very much like defensive yeah, and on the ropes on. and everything. We're moving on and, and really kind of talking into existence stuff that just couldn't, wasn't going to happen yet. Uh, he seemed less like he was sort of less you know, defensive, less defensive, like less worried about like, oh crap, like we might actually lose this thing. Uh, and the undercurrent of that today was like, yeah, we're good. Like, we're okay. And I think that was that came across pretty apparent.
2: I said this, I think 2022 was the year to make moves to combat live. 2023 is like, get your own damn house in order now. Like, this is about you battling yourselves. This is about you battling all the inertia, all of the, you know, kind of the factions that have held the tour hostage for a long time. And it seems like there's a relatively... Good plan for that. I think it's like you can pick nits at, at the individual parts of the plan. I'm still not down with the cut. I think the idea of having 78 dudes on a golf course on a Sunday is not a good thing. But maybe that's something they look at into next year. And I don't know if all the events are going to follow that. But um, I didn't feel like we learned a whole lot today. TC, do you think so?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't think we learned a whole lot at all. I think it's kind of a shame for the players' championship that. The, the, almost the entire press conference was not about the player's championship, which feels like an own goal.
2: If he's out there doing a presser last week at Bay Hill, like that, it, that takes a lot of those questions and then they can focus on the Yeah, players, Or not yeah. even
0: a presser. Like just, just do a 15, 20 minute informal session once a month or once every couple months when, when shit's really popping off, like it has been do it at Tory at the beginning of the season, do it at century, reward the people that went to century or do it, at, you know, do it in the fall at some point and, It's just, and then he, you know, Kevin, you asked a great question at the end there about his communication, cadence, and cadence was a big word today overall, and he took it in a totally different direction of, hey, you know what, I meet with the players, I meet with the top players all the time, that's what really fills it up for, that's what really fills up the tank for me, and it's like, yo, like, you need to meet with everybody else a little bit more, (laughs) because, like, does Rory, explaining this entire plan, up the tank for him i doubt it <laughs> right
1: it makes you know so if you didn't see the presser which no like and it's not on no words on you if you didn't see that because like sitting through it it's like part of our job and your job is to get the information but i said essentially where do you stand on like you being the person who's out front explaining the situation versus the players explaining the situation. And obviously like what I'm hinting at there is like, you haven't been around. I said, you know, we haven't seen you since the tour championship. And he of course said, Oh, great question. Which of course means like someone had prepped him on this and he was going to ready to, he had seen it on his bingo card of prep of like, how are you going to respond if someone's like, why don't we see you more or whatever? (laughs) Yeah. So of course I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I hope he goes with this, but he he really sort of shifted it to like you don't know I obviously like I'm a you know working in conjunction with the players and stuff, but my point is like really like okay I I get that your role as commissioner is a little different than Adam Silver or Roger Goodell or whomever, and so I think though that you know it might be good for you to sort of be out in front more, but maybe if you want to sort of admit that maybe it's not good for me, that's okay too. Like maybe it's better for the PGA Tour if Rory is the person who has to constantly answer these questions. I wonder if Rory feels that way. I think it, he, you could see a little bit of weariness in him in Riviera. be like, yeah, I'd sure love to get back to golf. That would be great. Uh, and, you know, he's sitting in – but Jay even mentioned, oh, he's sitting in a player, seven-hour player interview. Well, is no, that? no, it's a board, seven-hour board meeting. Board meeting, excuse yeah. me. A seven-hour board meeting, that's what I meant. Is that, like, what we want out of Rory McIlroy at this point in his career? Like, I get that Rory has risen to the moment and sort of sees this as, like, I should do this for the good of, like, the future of this tour, which I care about. But, like, for Rory's kind of golfing excellence life, is that what we want out of him at this moment? I don't know. I mean, maybe he just – it's like the sort of Harvey Dent situation. Like, it's the man we need. Not (laughs) the man we asked for, but the man we need. I I, think –
0: something else with Jay, he needs a standing lectern. The sit. He's just sitting there kind of hunched over. And, like, this isn't the right setting for him. And when he's reading off of his prepared remarks – it's like a hostage video.
2: It's tough. It's a middle school present like presentation, is what it really feels like. I think, I think it was one of his better sessions at like answering questions. A lot of deflection. I just, I, I guess, I always try to like at least go through the exercise of understanding like what some of the things that were asked of him. What's the benefit of answering open and honest? Right. Like you asked him a great question as well about like what is the path back for guys from the PGA tour, and he's like I would love to hear him answer that there's no benefit to him again, there's lawsuits and there's counter lawsuits in this of like talking about contractual interference with live players. Like they're under contract with live. Like why would I, why would I make that comment? It's, it's a challenging spot to be in. Um, I do not think it's all handled perfectly at times, but like it's got to suck to like stand up and be like, "I wish I could t- give you this answer." He was asked a question about the DP World Tour, sure. how things are going to benefit that. Like Keith Pelly's been in town this week. They've been working on things. We heard some stories about what they've been working on for several days. It's not ready for rollout yet. So if you put out incomplete information, then you're back in this cycle of you know you put out bad information. You got to explain it away. It's a very tricky. Kind of thing to kind of handle all of the communications around this stuff, and it it's it's amazing too. Just in talking to the players, of like we talked to Robert Streb on the range, and he's like, after hearing the, the meeting this morning, it all makes sense to me. It's like you, my initial reaction is like, gosh, and, and how do you? Strebe is get- one of the yeah. ones
0: that like the vintage guy yeah. who is like, you know what, like he'll win every three or four years, and that'll get him into the first two or three elevated events on the West Coast swing, and. But like he's exactly the kind of guy that yeah. that they're trying to court. It's you
2: know? it's really I don't I'm not a specialist in how to do PR and communication so I don't understand it but it's like how do you get to the point where it took Streber until today to get there right? You have to have a, a sub meeting and a sub meeting and maybe a larger meeting and now agree well now will these guys feel like they're meeting without us and we our opinions not heard here. It's like well no we're just talking about it we're figuring it out give us a second. Meanwhile, stuff gets floated in the media. Guys start talking in the locker room. We're getting screwed here. Blah blah blah. Certain people, you know, are, are saying outrageous things week to week about what's going on. And it's a it's a it's a, just a look into this organization that is man. A lot of people are really riding for themselves. A lot of individual interests at, at which at is stake. how
0: it's it's set up. That's how golf, that's a window in golf too, yeah. right? But I think there's a certain thing of there's two different philosophies. I think when it comes to PR. I think there's kind of like to to leading an organization in golf. Like there's like the Mike Wan philosophy of like, hey, you know what? Like a reporter's gonna pose a hypothetical to me, and I'm gonna I may not answer that hypothetical, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it to be a window into my thinking, sure. or you know, like kind of a a way to use it as an example to show people, hey, you know what? Here's some of the things we're thinking about, or here's some priorities for the organization. Jay takes it the exact <laughs> other. Way and it's just like trying to shut off as much information as possible to where instead of using it as an opportunity, it's a threat. Sure, right? Everything is is a threat. It's like you know what? Like somebody's trying to take my fucking lunch. (laughs) I wake up like that every single day. All right, whether it's one of you reporters or somebody that wants to live, or you know, one of the network execs, whatever. I'm just gonna stick to the talking points, and I'm gonna say proud partner a bunch, and I'm gonna call every event. As That's it's like, the, you know, it, like he caught himself at one point, the WGC HSBC, the, like the what about China invitation. <laughs> right. And I'm like, God, like he went back to the beginning and said WGC <laughs> HSBC Championship instead of just say HSBC Championship. But,
2: um, that's where I don't envy his job. No, like sure. I, it, I I think if we sat here and had beers with him and they told stories that he would speak like a normal person, but like you just have to. And that's what like, I think he's come under a lot of fire from a lot of different people over the weeks and months. And I'm like, we get a little teeny window into what he, the performance he puts out and like how he communicates. Like that's how we see it. And then talking to players, it's like, Hey, is, Jay, is Jay's job safe? Is Jay's job safe? And like, everyone seems to say great things about him. I don't think, that everyone's like necessarily thrilled with the leadership aspect of it all. Like in terms of like none of these ideas did not come from the tour. They did not necessarily innovate at the pace that they maybe should have. But at the same time, like I don't think we get a great window into how many different things he has going on or what makes a good commissioner of the PGA tour. Right. I don't, I think he's probably good. at A lot of stuff we don't see a lot of the closed door meetings with sponsors, like, People still sign up to spend outrageous amounts of money with the PGA Tour. It's incredible the revenue that they're able to bring in. Like, does that make them the best strategists in long-term future of the tour? I don't. I can't really fully say yes to that. But there's got to be some qualities sure. that they're bringing here that have allowed him to keep his job at a time of great turmoil. Here's where I've come down: is like I think when he
1: got his job, being the PGA Tour Commissioner was a great gig. Like the momentum of things was sort of just moving forward. Tiger was. Not really, kind of in the in the sport, but he had the money he had generated, the TV deals that they had signed was like great, and that all of a sudden, still coming in, yeah, that wave's still coming. And then, like crisis hit, and he was not the right person for that moment. It was like, oh my god, like going on doing that interview of, you know, and, and talking about Niall family. It's like that didn't play particularly well for and legacy, public for PR, yes, for PR, yeah. But here's where I think like, and I, I I think this is a mixture of insight and a little bit of like just my spidery sense. Like I think if Jay had sort of tried to take the forefront and propose some of these changes, the players would have said, fuck off. Like, no way are you driving this ship at this point. And so there is an element of, I think ego in a good way where he was like, look, I'm going to step back. These guys need to come up with the answers bring it to me and then I will sell it to the people who are going to pay for it. Because I don't think it's, I could not do it like going to Comcast or going to FedEx and be like, dude, I need more money or <laughs> we are screwed. That's a difficult Especially when their businesses aren't doing. well. Yeah. Right. That is a really difficult conversation to have and to be able to come armed with data and all that stuff. I think, and I think evidence would sort of prove that he does that stuff pretty well. Like he's able to get yeah. into those, or those one-on-one meetings or going golfing with people or doing whatever and say like, look, I really, we can work at more. Like we need to come up with a way that benefits us more. Like, and you need to pony up and you're, it's going to benefit you in the long run. And I'll, I'll guarantee you this, this, and this, but I'm not going to be the guy who's sort of driving it up front because I think like if he'd tried to be in that Delaware meeting, it just would not nope. have gone well. And so there is like, if you look at allegedly like his counterpart and Greg Norman, like taking your ego out of it. And it's a letting, tortoise in the hair situation. To letting your, letting the players come up with it and drive it. And then saying, all right, like, we're we're standing up here and, and really being like, yeah, Tiger and Rory deserve a lot of credit. Not sort of trying to hog credit for himself. I think that that's pretty smart on and It's it's uh, the nuanced view of Jay is like, in public, it's not great. In private, I think like he's proven that you know he's done a decent job. And I wouldn't have said that six months ago, a year ago. But I think you know if you're really going to come around and say, well, look, all these design events are going to be worth a lot more money, and none of the lower ones, as far as we know, are going to go down. Yeah, like that's pretty proof in the pudding. I
0: feel like Jay's kind of he, he he's a dog he, he has some dog in him. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah. he's he's kind of a dude, but I don't know if he's a leader. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And and so but that doesn't make him like even wrong for commissioner, but I feel like he could have done a better job of augmenting his weaknesses with people who fill in those gaps. Yeah. Well, I think we're starting to see Like I'm like 90% happy with everything that's happened. We've been talking about the death panel. We've been talking about, (laughs) you know, like the top players are underpaid. We've been talking about all this stuff for for years. And like you know, basically how like like, Yeah, like the majors are like the the only thing thing. that matters. And like and like it was funny to see them start using these like, hey, like the you know, 35% of the time a certain amount of the players, you know, play against one another, five percent of the time, all that. And it's like that's all been like publicly Readily available yeah. information, you know. And it should so, have taken
2: live for you to realize that. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, I think there's there's definitely a a sense of like I think we're also seeing some of this stuff get watered down. Like I was on the call yesterday, there's it's gone from nine designated events this year to eight designated events next year. Um, the you know, the the 75 or 80 guys last place is gonna get FedEx cup points. Like there's 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 these wrinkles there where like Like, the big themes today were meritocracy Mm -hmm. and fans. Like, that was the most I've ever heard the PGA Tour talk about fans, right? And I feel like if you're going to lean into the meritocracy part of things, getting a couple of the details wrong that aren't going to piss a bunch of people off. Like, you're not going to piss anybody off by saying, you know what, last place doesn't get FedEx Cup points.
2: And I want to be careful around that point because I am – Pro, like I think it should be maybe top fifty guys. If the designated events should get points, right? Yeah, and I think that's going to be a. I also think it's going to be so minimal at the bottom that it's not going to play a drastic role. Now, look between fifty and fifty-one, it's going to be a few points that decides that, right? That it's going to it's going to affect a couple guys' it's all careers, in the details, right? But I do think that can be pretty quickly conflated into being a bigger deal than it is it's not a free crack giveaway which we've seen that in the past with uh, owgr points handed out to last place finishers of you know of the wgc events which they had to change at one point like it's an issue i I don't understand why you can't just get the easy win to say like yeah once you're in the designated events you still got to play well to get the points because that's going to give off the idea it's going to give a talking point to the rank and file and detractors to say like it's a you know is it really a meritocracy yeah Yeah. and I really do think it is it is like a aside from the four sponsors exemptions literally everything else is driven by your scores it is not driven by pip it's not a popularity contest of who gets into these fields it is straight up play fucking golf and what you write down on there is going to determine what events you get into and like watching the dudes that are squirming, trying to explain why that's a bad thing, it's probably because you're just not that great at golf. Like you're not better than these guys at golf, and I'm sorry that you yeah. are not going to get rewarded in the same way, or not going to get rewarded as the same way as the top guys. You're still going to get plenty of reward Playward, for your yeah. career. It's just like, hey, dude, like we're going to start like spreading this out a little bit better to the better performers who can really argue against that.
0: And if they misuse the sponsor exemptions and they give, you know, if Ricky doesn't climb back in the top fifty, and Ricky gets eight sponsor exemptions into the eight designated events. We can all bitch about that next sure. year, but let's wait until that happens. I think the, tr- the toughest part is going to be striking the balance between incentivizing guys to play in these designated events because they're not mandatory anymore, right, which is another yep. watered-down departure from the Delaware meeting. Uh, they're not mandatory anymore, but, all right, there's going to be so much money available and there's going to be so many points available that that keep your place in the ecosystem, how do they do that without completely neutering the rest of the schedule and making the other stuff so minuscule that you know, like the Same John Deere class or- points wise from a FedEx Cup point perspective of like, you know, right now it's it's totally flat, except for I think yeah. you get six hundred for majors and five fifty for players or something like that. But like let's say you finish fifteenth in a designated event, how you know, how does the points look different there than fifteenth in a in the John Deere, right?
2: I think Either it's either seven hundred or seven fifty is going to go to the, the winner of the designated events.
0: That's just like a rumored number that they're. Ta- I've seen some around. slides that have okay. that information on it. One right. of their, their thousands of of uh, many models, uh, slides, many decks, models that yeah. they <laughs> <Yeah>. run through. <laughs> the the, the myriad of models. It's like the it's like the TC Vision fund. It's That's right. like <laughs> Mitt Romney <laughs> with
2: his binders. They're binders full of models, uh, <laughs> and I think it's going to be five hundred for the regular events. So, it, let's say it's seven fifty for designated two designated events back to back combined that's 1500 points to the winner and three standard events in between that's 1500 points. So yeah. that's that to me seems like a pretty fair exchange of things. I don't think it's like um you know again they run the models or whatever and they're expecting this amount of churn. It's not like a, it would have been a big problem if you could just show up at these designated events, play mediocre and stay there next year. Like
0: finished finished T32 there's not
2: enough of them to do that. Yeah. Like you got to go play golf and Rory like I, I can't believe people didn't jump onto this more of like Rory stood up and said, like, I don't gonna, take three gonna, weeks gonna, off in a row during the, the PGA tour season. I'm going to go play one of the standard events in between the designated events. Like what a freaking endorsement to these standard events that are already going to get better fields yeah. for the most part than what they're currently getting. And guys like Rory are going to show up at the middle one, or maybe one of the ones that bumps up against the other two. Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but I, 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 again, other than the status quo, I'm used to this. This is how it should be. I, I don't know how you look at this system and uh, and find like a major glaring flaw that thinks that this is a uh, that this is um, I don't I don't know this is a uh, not the most competitive golf professional golf structure we've ever seen on the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, I, the only thing is like if it's if finishing last in some of the designated events is like worth like two FedEx Cup points, <clears throat> that's great. If it's worth like twenty, like then we're starting oh, to get problem. into like that's frustrating. I actually think it would be super fun to have a contest of, like, who can pick the guy who, like, comes up with the lowest amount of FedEx points throughout the year, <laughs> like a, a reverse FedEx sick. Cup of, like, yes. all right, like, like throwing a perfect game <laughs> is, like, I got eight points for eight events <laughs> over the result of it. Like, figure out what the lowest possible thing is. That would be sort of a fun... Because uh, g- you could see who's, yeah. like, really dragging ass, like, in those So things. we're
0: talking about there's 16 starts that guys have to make, right? Like, I think that's, like, a minimum of 16 starts. I think that includes the majors. So the majors are four. Players is the fifth. You've got eight designated events. So that's thirteen, and then the the three playoff events. Ideally, guys are now. If you don't make it into East Lake, like you're going to net up to seventeen or eighteen in an, in the event that you don't make it to East Lake or whatever. So it, so it does incentivize getting rid of that ninth one. Does incentivize guys to tee it up at another one. They talked a ton about like schedule cadence today of getting rid of. Like, big, big issue this year that Jay highlighted was getting rid of the weeks that are sandwiched by two designated events. So, like, Honda would be a great example of you've got Genesis, yeah. and then you've got Honda, and then you've got Bay Hill, and then you've got players. And that's three, basically, you know, elevated events in, in four weeks, and Honda just gets c- completely boned. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they, they set the schedule up with that cadence Moving into next year, something we were talking about today was just like seeing RBC elevate Heritage because it doesn't look like Canadian. Like you would think that RBC would want to elevate the hell out of Canadian Open. You would think. Right? It,
2: so if you want to call us being mouthpieces for the tour, I will allow it for this next segment because I'm literally going to read off like slides <laughs> that we have for the for the schedule cadence that you're referring to. Same number of events as required in 2023 without mandatory participation regulations evenly distributed cadence of designated versus full field events, elimination of isolated weeks for full field events. Like you said, TC better alignment for individual players. For example, Texas events. I'm I'm guessing that those are going to start running into each other instead of being split up by the PGA and no designated events in late June or July. So like once major championship season really gets going and that, kind of that's the end of the designated events it looks like there'd be you know century to start the year there would be by the end of january into february back-to-back designated events there's a designated event right before the players championship i think i have a feeling i know which one that one's going to be there's one right after the masters which if heritage holds that same spot that's going to be that one there's one right before the pga um which i don't know exactly what which one that one's going to be there's one right before u.s open and there's one right after u.s open so that's kind of like i think what the pacing is going to look like um and yeah i don't know i, I don't know if, if they're going to get all the details of that part right that's the part that is a question mark but like hey the idea sounds pretty freaking good to me
0: and i'm good like you know it took them t- i mean the fedex cup's still a mess like the playoffs are still a mess they've been changing it every year for they the do last change that a lot. 15 years right so it's like changing it's fine i'm f- i'm f- like you're not gonna get this perfect right off the bat Uh, I think something else very interesting they talked about in the meeting yesterday was uh, the fall series. The fall series is going to be, you know, 51 through 70 are going to still be incentivized to play the fall series. So like, let's say you don't make it to BMW, you know, you play, you play Memphis, but you don't make it to BMW. You, you then drop down to the fall series. And, you know, if I doubt this would ever happen, but, like if you're like the sixty fifth guy, you could risk losing your card. For the I next thought top year.
2: seventy keep it, but it's seventy one through one through yeah seventy one through yeah. one twenty five are fighting for their card. But like seventy one has a better chance than one twenty five.
0: Yeah, and I asked Alex Baldwin today. I said, you know, do do Corn Ferry guys like are they eligible for some of these fall series events immediately? Because I think Corn Ferry Tour Championship goes to like mid October next year, early October next year. Uh, or this year, uh like like are those guys immediately eligible and they said no their their cards start January one, mm. so they would get thrown into Sony or whatnot, but so it, it'll be very interesting to see like they'll basically take the guys from r s m um c j cup, whatever else, and because that like I think that's another interesting thing is c j cup, Zozo, some of these like big money fall events, like what are those sponsors going to think yeah. if yeah. you know it's it's almost like all right, like are you going to allow guys to to do appearance fees or whatnot? And you know, Andy Pazder said yesterday. He said, "Hey, like I, you know, we anticipate that these guys that more guys may show up to play these fall events. So, yeah.
1: who knows?" It seems like the argument was always the appearance fee stuff that was they couldn't legally do it. Right now, are they getting around that? Like with, I mean, was that always just
2: kind of? I smoke think it's and- their their policy in general, is just like not all right. Everyone's poning up all this money for sponsor events. Let's not put our sponsors up against each other and say, like, all right, if you're paying $10 million to sponsor this event, plus you've earmarked $10 million to pay appearance fees, now all of a sudden when you go to the next sponsor, mm-hmm. they, it's like, hey, you can put the 10 up, but also if you want to compete with the event the next week, they're paying uh, $10 million to, straight up to players. Do you want to do that? And it becomes a bidding war of, like, yeah. your tournaments bidding against each other, which... Has worked on European tour. I, I yeah. and I don't. I don't. I'm not saying it can't work. That's just against like their policy.
0: Now it's just like, all right, travelers, we're gonna let you pay, pay us for, for <laughs> special <laughs> events. There's, there's gonna give ways a
1: quick to get around here. it. So, yeah. I,
2: before we move on
1: from this, what was the number that you kind of heard floated today about the number of playing opportunities that might go away over the course? Of I forget 40 who something events? gave
2: me this one, and I don't. I don't. I'd rather somebody audit it, but it's thrown out that like 650 playing opportunities or so would be going away under the new structure. Which over the course of... I don't know if that sounds like a lot, but it's not.
1: Over the course of, you know, 40-something events, whatever, that's a pretty small number. It sounds big in the moment, but actually it's... It's
0: basically like four events. Let's say say Fields
2: average 120 players, which is small probably... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Forty-eight events times one hundred twenty is fifty-seven hundred playing opportunities. Yeah. So if it's if it's six hundred fifty going away after, out of fifty-seven hundred, that is eleven percent of them. Be four to five. Which that does sound like a, a little bit. A little it bit sounds high. a little bit like a lot, but yeah. like dude, also, we've again.
0: we've been talking about for years of how fucking bloated the schedule. Why
2: are, do we have forty-eight events? <laughs> right
1: there. You mean like is is it if the Puerto Rico Open? It's, maybe it stays, but like if. There's not as many it's not the bottom. We're topping off the bottom twenty in yeah. that field, right? The bottom twenty of another the Safeway, or the bottom twenty of 3M, like events that just aren't yeah. really like driving it. I'm kind of okay with that for sure. It's like reducing your, you know, NFL schedule or your Major League Baseball schedule to a more manageable level, and you're like, oh, is anyone really going to miss those like? Yeah. Six games, and even more so, like in golf, where there isn't like a historical comparison of like, oh, we'll play 162 games, we play 16 no. games, play 82 games. Like, no man, like, no one's really gonna miss that.
0: So we you play, know. Yeah, we played 48 events. <laughs> uh, all right, it's just like Jack. We played 48. It says times. who. All right, Tim Fincher. Cool. <laughs> Tiger's yeah. FedEx
2: Cup point record is gonna get broken. Yeah. He he had 78,000 points that one year.
0: Like, I think something else that that factors in here too is I think they're gonna do a much better job just reading between the lines of standardizing the entire ecosystem from McKenzie tour, Latin America, corn Ferry tour, PGA tour. Like there's, there's going to be distinct levels. I think they're going to marry up the, the Latino America and McKenzie tour. Like it's going to be a lot more cohesive. It feels like the next step. I I think the next shoe to drop on that is the strategic Alliance, all the European tour stuff, because I I think the detail about the, the underpinning the purses? which
2: yeah i don't know if this was out there i, I maybe it, i think it was publicly known but i guess i just hadn't really fully connected the dots that like jay said this in his press today too as well as it was a question asked about the dp world tour and he was kind of deflective on what the exact plan was but it's not talked about enough that the pga tour is essentially gearing the p- underpinning slash that's his word I'm, I'm gonna say guaranteeing the purses on the european tour which is not a small promise. It's like we're guaranteeing your existence, and these events are going to happen. And like, look, is it like I, a lot of people was, are not fans I of the theater it was tour? P. McManus who just wrote the, <laughs> floated the check for all of that and <laughs> Omega, yeah, Omega. which like <laughs> the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that means that the European tour, like the way the European tour has operated for many years, is like losing year, losing year, losing year, money wise, and then Rider Cup okay. year. Funds the next three years. Losing, losing, losing. Ryder Cup. I don't know if it means like you, you smooth that out or if it's just, hey, these events are not going to go away. If you're at a deficit, we're going to fund them and they've invested $100 million in European tour productions. It's at least like, hey, we're going to figure you guys out. Give us a second here, but like here's your existence is going to happen because of this, 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 and this. And I hope that there is a streamlined opportunity for more co-sanctioned designated events. Like I think Scottish should be a elevated event. I think there should be a UK swing. But only UK if they
0: move it away from
2: renaissance we can talk you about hold that. another event in
1: the canary islands we'll
2: guarantee that day
0: <laughs> let's make the, magi- the magical Ken- <laughs> the magical kenya open is this week it's opposite the players you're
2: going to kenya we will be there our money will be there for we you. will bribe government officials for you
0: <laughs> can we get a london someone who's been to kenya london, i think you can uh, speak to that elevated event please i'll put guys. that on the
2: agenda tc before we do that our friends <laughs> at roback are back for another year the fit the feel the quality it's all perfect and you know how i know that A certain player came up to me on the golf course today. I'm not going to say his name because he's not sponsored by this company, but he said... Love this shirt. Who makes that shirt? I said our friends at Roback. We love their gear, uh, their performance polos. They fit way better than typical boxy polos. The collar never loses its shape. The four-way stretch material is soft and comfortable. We wear these things all the time, as evidenced by uh, wearing it out to the tournament today. They're great for on the course. They're great for going to dinner. I might wear it straight to dinner tonight. We're just sitting here hanging out. It it works just fantastic for every possible situation. The performance Q-Zips are fantastic as well. They're the definition of versatile. You don't need them in March, apparently in Jacksonville this time of year, but we do. You can do any kind of activity in these, a crisp morning or a nice cool evening. Uh, finally, the performance hoodies, the best, most comfortable hoodies we've ever seen. Hands down the softest, stretchiest hoodies in golf. You'll see us wearing them on the course, off the course, pretty much all of our videos. You can use code NLU at Roback.com for generous 20% off your first order through the end of the week. That's com. 20% off polos, Q-Zips, hoodies, and t with code NLU, Roback.com.
0: All right, we got a bunch of other stuff from the press conference today that's on the agenda. Where do we want to go next? You want to talk TV product?
2: Jay got some questions today about commercial load. Uh, James Colgan from golf.com. First question received was just, I, I don't have the the exact words on it, but uh, was just asked about the commercial load of, of PGA Tour events. Didn't get a great answer, if I may say. Didn't leave me encouraged at all. Um a little bit too much celebration of playing through uh, like the success of playing through and I, on the screen, course. I think he called it. Yeah. Not, nine more minutes. I guess we get <laughs> nine Greg. more minutes of live golf nine, on there, which like nine more, <laughs> I want to ask, is that nine more minutes in playing through? Because that's what it certainly seems like. Um, the fact that there were two questions asked about it uh, during the course of, of the presser is a good thing. I mean, he's aware of the issue. I think it'd be impossible to be aware of the issue. Back to what we were saying earlier, I don't think there's any benefit to saying anything. He can't throw the TV partners under the bus. He, um, you know, There wasn't much he could have said to handle it or to make it sound encouraging other than hopefully the designated events look different next year. I think that he, he talked about how it's going to be limited commercial interruption this year for the players, um, which has been the case for, for many years. But the question was also asked, like designated events, any thought to the final hour being presented commercial free? wouldn't promise that which i would not if i was him if that's not guaranteed but it's an interesting thought and something that needs to get a lot of consideration cuz like it's uh, everything we've talked about all of their work goes out the window when you talk about an entertainment product that is unwatchable
0: he talked a lot today about how last year was different which i give him credit last year was different right cbs got better the pro- like the tv product seemingly got better i think he did leave a little bit of you know hey like we we can certainly ask but at some point we're still relying upon them. Like it's, you know, he, he kind of opened that door just just a smidge. Um, but I, like, I was encouraged a little bit by we need to make these designated events look different than the normal events. So yeah. I, I think that's, you know, but like you said, solid like Graphics. None of this shit music. matters. Like yeah. not, none of the first 30 minutes of this podcast matter. If they don't get that shit right,
1: at least they're not like in denial about. It. No, I think we're fine. We feel yeah. like it, you know. The ratings are strong. Blah, blah, blah. Like there, enough momentum has built up. Maybe it's like, like thinking it's like the Max Homa like chipping rocks. Thinking, wait, maybe we finally <laughs> have thousand been strike. Strik- <laughs> the thousand strike has finally gotten through. Which to we where- we still
0: had a few people <laughs> in the Twitter mentions this week, like, like you know, hey guys, like why are you talking about Amsterdam? Why are you doing this? Because it fucking works. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's why we're having the conversation. The second we take our foot off
2: the gas, we end up with telecasts that look like last weekend. Like that. that, uh, They, they know it's an issue. People, I see people from NBC walking around. They look at us like. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. He's just feel said, you, dog. Like, we're we're, we're not wrong. Like, nobody ever comes up and is like, "You are wrong about this." It's just a uncomfortable. Uh,
0: CBS did that for the first. Yeah, they first kind couple of a years. little <laughs> bit.
2: Yeah, that might be that might be true. Hey, be the change you want to be in
1: the world. We've yeah. picked away at it. you are tripping You know, continue to to swing the hammer.
0: Well, then I mean, Jay did say he's like, you know what? It's less of an issue to like this. Concerned me a little bit. He said it's less of an issue because of the way that people are consuming our content and our Ooh, product on the apps. Which I was like, don't it's like. Say, All right, well, that. cool. Like, so your app fucking stinks <laughs> you guys dmca anything and everything on twitter mm, sure Good point. um Good point. you know like you, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth on that one you gotta uh, evolve into the 21st century and there's
1: there. like a, an issue right there of like why it stinks that he only appears in public twice to answer questions a year because like i would love to say like jay your app stinks like how do we make it better like the website stinks but in that You're setting not waste that question well, yeah. i'm not gonna waste that question yeah. one and in that setting it's sort of like kind of shitty to be like pissing downhill on that poor designer or whatever that poor tech person whatever who's probably got a bunch of shit that he's like or she is dealing with in terms of like well we want this we need this banner ad here and this clickable thing here like i don't think it's pretty productive to embarrass that person by saying that this stinks and having the commissioner have to sort of either defend it or agree with it but in like a smaller setting of like look what is going on? What is the progress with like improving the website, improving like the leaderboards get froze sometimes? It's you can't follow the shot tracker stuff. How do you can you make that better? That's so much better in like a smaller setting yeah. Yeah. where he can be like, look, I acknowledge that this, but here's like off the record, here's what's going on. This is how we'd like to handle it. He can't do that in yeah. a big setting. And and just asking the question to me, like puts a lower tier person on blast. That I just don't feel like is particularly fair. And also, like, why would it waste, even though that's, I think, part of the user experience, I'm not going I, I to, ask two, I got to ask two questions today. I think maybe, like, me and Bob were, like, the only two people who got called on twice. Why, I don't know exactly, but, like, it.
2: that's, it's hard to know, like, what question you're going to pick when you only get two shots at it all year. <laughs> when it's, like, also, I wouldn't have said that if I was him, because it's, like, You're basically inviting, yeah, you don't need to watch the live stuff. Like, come on, we know that's going to be riddled (laughs) by commercials. Like, just follow it on the app or look at highlights. I will say, the one thing, they have gotten way better at getting, like, highlights and important moments out on social, right? Like, when they would DMCA, like, people for posting highlights when they weren't even posting the highlights, that was a freaking issue. Like, dude, we are trying, like, they're actually getting a lot more stuff out there that people can react to a lot better, thankfully. But at the same time, it's like, dude, I... Would not point away from like the live telecast not being important. I think either
1: the agents don't have as much power, or they have a little more of a perspective of like, hey, this conversation that like John Rahm is having with his caddy about being pissed about what yep. club we're choosing, like an agent isn't going to be able to call that and be like, hey, take this down. Yep. Like they can say, like, look, this is part of the deal. This yep. is what's drawing viewers. This like what the pit is. This is why. Yeah, this is what the pit yeah, for. This is why we're miking up players in between holes. Maybe they have a this the tradition of golf has changed enough to where no, we should be invited in on that stuff. And that's how you have to sell your product.
0: There's stuff too, I think to your point about if he only shows up once or twice a year and you have to batch all these questions, you never get a chance to follow up on this and he never gets a chance to tell a story. Right. Of hey, you know what? I know we talked about this last month. Here's three improvements that we've made month over month. And nor, nor is that story being told by anyone else in the organization yeah. effectively. So I think that it's just it, – it's not a matter of, like, Jay's the bad guy. It's just like – it's almost like somebody has to be the bad guy because nobody's out front. Mm-hmm. You know, they cited Arnie, Tiger. Uh, like, Rory cited all the Tiger's limited field wins. What, 21 wins, I think, in no-cut events? Like, I think that's – you know, that's stuff – Again, like it's
2: uh, again, we're not going to ride for no cut, other than to say like d- let's not pretend live invented no cuts. Yeah. Like they've had these on the PGA Tour for a long freaking time, and I, I don't have as much of a problem with it as, as some people do, but it's probably for different reasons. Um, but yeah, it's it's not going to like diminish the act, the accomplishment of like having success in a designated event. I really don't think so.
0: Schedule will be released. uh What midsummerish.
2: Normal time for, uh, frame for the schedule. He, he said the, the fall events will learn more within the next couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah, schedule will be mid to late summer, whatever that means when, when it's usually announced.
0: And he did confirm that there's no match play yep. next year in any form or fashion. The Dell match play is going away and that they will not have match play as a format. But he, but he did talk about that being an important
1: a perfect time for the PGA of America to announce that the PGA Championship is going to match play. But that that will be their Amen. format from now on. Amen.
2: I'm not as upset about that going away as I am that they changed it from knockout to group stage. Sure. Like, that was the death of the match play in my mind. It made the first three days super freaking confusing. Brandon kept your stars around longer, but it was the one week a year that was just a, uh, you know, that's, well, let's save match play. That's a separate conversation I, I, I think from have. a
0: schedule perspective, though, it sounds like, like we're hearing all this stuff about how the schedule is going to look so different next year. It sounds like the schedule is going to look really similar. It could. (laughs) Like, that's my thing of like, we had heard stuff about, you know, possibly moving pebble to the play, you know, the fall or the playoffs or something. And it's like, it could, let's, let's let's tease that out a little bit more. Maybe let's that's see. a 25 thing and like the second wave of of changes, I wish that right? there was
1: a rotation so that every event, like every five years or every three years maybe could get a designated event. So yeah. eventually like they all got a schlep to Quad Cities and like yeah. so it would sick. be really great. It would be yeah. great for the community. Like it would build the sort of excitement of like, hey, and also like if you finish in the top... 15 of this year's John Deere, you get into next year's John Deere or something, you know, so they may build in little incentives like that. I think it would just be like every year there's five cities that are like super psyched that we haven't had a Disney event in three years. And now like, we're so excited. We're getting all these more people. It's like when involved. the cat
0: showed up in Greensboro. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> they were, they went bonkers.
2: Yeah. Don't think we need to rehash anything here other than uh, it was noted by several players um, with quite an aggressive tone that James Hahn skipped the meeting this morning after voicing um, many levels of displeasure of after, the current structure.
0: After, and after catching smoke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he took to Twitter to say that he, uh, everyone was mad at him for podcasters and bloggers for, for having an opinion. Uh, I would certainly like to debate. It is. I don't know if anyone ever has been mad at anyone for having an opinion. I think it's the merits of the opinion that are subject of great debate and discussion of which we've broken down the specifics of greatly. So if he is referring to us, I would definitely take issue with the way that is framed. But uh, we are so far from having common ground on that one that I if, don't think we need to re- if read If James is up. listening... I hope you ball out like the
1: rest of the season. I hope you are, like because we've been talking about how there's a lack of villains on the tour. No one's rooting for you to play
2: poorly. No, I would like He's, it. Would,
1: it would be great if you were like double middle, double middle finger to everyone. Yeah, like won a couple events. Like I, I would think that was awesome. I would. I, everybody, actually, you know what, James? You are really good at golf. You people. I think maybe like we have sort of because of so much focus has been put on your words instead of your golf to get to this point to where you you pretty, had to ball out pretty for good a long story. Time. You had to kick ass. You were like, that's awesome that you were like working in Nordstrom's and saw that stuff. I, I admire that narrative so much. And I just don't know that like, you're not great, great at golf anymore. You're still like, you know, one of the 500 best people in the world. But like, I would love it if you played great. This, this, this is your thing. You use this to sort of kick ass. Uh I don't know that it will happen. I doubt it. But I think, you know, That would be fun.
0: Nobody's, nobody, like, let's still be clear. Nobody's buying tickets this week for the players (laughs) to to see James Hahn.
2: That's where it's, like, got to be frustrating for him to have achieved what he has achieved in golf. And I don't mean that in a slight at all. I'm dead serious when I say he has beaten out thousands upon thousands upon thousands of professional golfers to get to where he is. And that's part of the reason why I've had an issue with Liv is, like, dude, I'm sorry, dudes, you have no freaking idea as to how good James Hahn is at golf. Like, insanely good and in that regard, James like, James
0: Hahn's a lot better than James Pyatt. He,
2: a lot Damn better, right? a lot better than that. But like, it's also like, dude, you're actually still pretty far away from like driving a lot of value in golf. And, it's got to be hard for him and people of his class of player to like merge the two things there. Of like, and if I'm him, I, it's easy, you know, I guess I, sitting here, it's easy for me to look at his career and say, you should be very satisfied with how you've been compensated for this sport. Yet at the same time, he's probably like, dude, like I am one injury away from having to go toil around on the Corn Ferry or McKenzie tour or something like that for many years. And only thing I'm not rooting for here is if he does go ball out and go succeed and reaps the benefit of these designated events, that it's sure. it's very much, a he's he's made it seem as if he is writing for a class of player when in reality, it's writing for himself. And sure. it, it really is because I think if he went out and won a ton and got into these events, it would be like, yeah, you know what? I can see the benefit of it now. Whereas if Eric Cole does the same, it's not like he's going to have that perspective yeah. flipped on to be like, you know what? These guys were right. Gr- Eric Cole, great story. Mm. And he was able to, you know, achieve all this, it, this, and it's this.
0: It's just so frustrating with James when he says in his Twitter statement, I'm wrong all the time. Yeah. And yet, you also have said here recently, even if I'm wrong, I'm not changing my mind. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, man, like that that's...
2: Like literally said that. Yeah,
0: yeah I, that's not, I think that's, that's pretty I shitty. think I
2: can
1: sort of say... Craig, this is that a lot of players felt like he should have showed up in that thing. I mean, yeah. they said as much, but like, if you're going to bitch, like, and you're going to talk about how you would poke like Peter non Malnati in the chest and say, you shouldn't have done this. Then well, here was your chance. Yeah. Like you, you could have walked right up to Max Homa and said, you know, you fucked us. Like you, sh- you were me yeah. years ago. You got chances that you wouldn't have otherwise gotten this new system. I feel screwed over. Of course, it doesn't make any difference now, but like, you know, screw you. And that, I guess, I don't know, like, he maybe just didn't...
0: But that's the thing that kills me, is, like, I've just... It pisses me off so much when I talk... When when we hear about these guys talking about the elites. <laughs> like, the fucking elites are the guys that play... That have played well over the last two to three years. The and they're the best in the, in the game. They got like, the ball in the hole. That's... Like, it, it truly sounds like James Hahn is talking like like Alex Jones or... <laughs> you know like the globalist the corporate elites yeah it's like get the fuck out of here (laughs) man like it's just the guys that that that's that shot the best scores over the last two or three years
1: the only argument of that is like ricky fowler and that like he'll probably get a lot of sponsors exemptions in this thing or whatever but that's the one player then close the loophole yeah and you know what like ricky was was a killer for a long long time like a legit top 10 player in the world for a decade so like he didn't like fake it wasn't just because he showed up wearing orange and no. like was this handsome yeah. guy who sort of the kid you know the kids thought he was cool like it was because he could ball out at, on the golf course
0: and and ricky also has a hand in the netflix series and all like ricky yes. does a lot of shit to drive additional value yes. beyond the golf course yes. right yes, he's now do player. i think he should get sponsor exemptions into every you know, designated event. Absolutely not. But like, let's cross that. Wh- when that happens, let's cross that bridge and fix the, fix the glitch on the he's back He's also end. playing a lot better. Well, though. I was just saying, like, can he's I start like to crawl back yeah. up to, Oh, you know, I think Ricky's, I don't think he's
1: going to need spots.
2: Can I throw a huge D rider, like uh curveball into this of like, all right, I think sponsors of tournaments have been asked to stomach quite a bit. Lately. Yeah. It's like, all right, listen, if I'm Jay, I'm going to the sponsor. Be like, I know we lost this blah, 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 star power. And blah, blah, blah. And I got to come back to you for more money. Like there's, there's some sponsors that are, listen, we end up kind of hating a lot of the tour sponsors because of how much they're shoved down our throats through television commercials, but Shout like the MasterCard. Yeah. You yeah,
1: all got any more like, of that uh, sponsorship money. And,
2: <laughs> in reality, like, Hey, when we have sponsors on our show, we like ask people to like, Hey, support the people that are supporting our content. Right. It's just mm-hmm. how they treat it. Oh. You end up hating it. Right. But you know, through a different lens, if it's treated with a little more respect, it's like, do these are the guys that are underpinning like golf entertainment on television so if like hey we're going back to you we need you to sign up for this 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 and this like dude you they can have a seat at the table to be like tour. can i get these four dudes in the tournament yeah. please and here's how they're going to drive value and, and they're
0: limiting these guys too they have to be pga tour members yes like it's it's a lot more guardrails around it now but like and on in, that point, and
2: in exchange of that, okay. hey, can we have them there all four days? Like, yeah. hey, guys, we're gonna that's pay fair. up for that. Can we have them there all? I know that that's again, what if we had it, if it was a zero sum game, I think we would have a cut in these things. Us sitting in this room, but it's also like ninety five percent of what's going on here is positive, I, and there's a lot of honing in on. No matter what plan is going to have a bottom five percent that's like not in line with. There's gonna be some kind of change that's uncomfortable, right? And that's in that category. And I think we can identify and talk about all that stuff, but it's also like fair to say, like, let's look at the positive momentum going here and it's got me I know, I've said this on the last several episodes, but it's got me at least encouraged that this is gonna head in the right direction if they get TV figured
0: out. I think there's from a sponsor perspective, it's super interesting to talk about exemptions because sometimes this stuff is dumb enough to where if the CEO if somebody that the CEO's played in a program yes. with Five times, like yes. Chuck Schwab's played in the pro, and when the dude and Chuck Schwab, Schwab getting, wants that, he's right. He's signing the deal. He's writing the check. He and gets in. If that keeps him engaged for another five, six, seven years, floating a twenty million dollar purse, get him in, man.
2: TC, you know? here's my question though: How else could I get into the field at the designated event? Do you know what the answer to that you is? Can play, you can play your way in. You play better. It's crazy
0: to me how much how much antip- antipathy I have towards FedEx right <laughs> they float the entire which yeah. is i think a reflection on the tour yeah and and taste and execution right of like man like if if there was any good storytelling at all i would feel very appreciative and yes. grateful to fex and
2: this is where it's complicated of where it, i can understand if people think we've totally flipped in our sentiment towards the tour we've complained about the tour at great extent it's like I don't think anyone he, sitting here is a fan of the PGA Tour. I'm guessing most of the, like, I, I cringe a little bit when Jay refers to fans of the PGA Tour. It's like, dude, we're fans of golf. golf yep. And, like, we've made the determination that you're probably our best hope at a, a competitive environment. Like, look, I was riding really hard for the PGL because at the time, and I still think that was our best hope at the most interesting golf landscape. And I, I'm definitely fully convinced that going down the path of live, is not that right? So
0: because PGL was tied in with the rest of the ecosystem, tied in the and right.
2: it was going to have everyone. It was only going to work. Mm-hmm. It was Saudi League, and PGL were only ever going to work with everyone. Every anything else is going to lead to a fractured landscape that's confusing, and we don't know who. The, like I, I'm sick of debating how good of a player Cam Smith is because like yeah, we don't see him play against. Like it's like. It'd be like if Georgia went to and played in the WAC conference. Like it's so like he was already beating the best players. Now he's going to go play against not the best players. That's freaking confusing. It doesn't make sense to, to diversify talent. That's how I've ended up being a D writer for the PGA Tour.
0: Jay Jay actually said it today. You he's like, to hey, like we're someplace. not trying to grow the game. We're <laughs> trying to grow the PGA Tour. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was a. Pretty brutally honest <laughs> statement, right? Uh, he's like, I, you know, I don't like that phrase. I was like, Thank you, Jay. Yeah. I don't fucking like that phrase either, man. I
1: hope Randy's ears perked up. So yeah, yeah. He- you know what? Like
0: everybody keeps. There's so many questions about. Does live like Bloomberg was there today? Does Liv get credit for this? You know what? Yeah, Liv gets credit for this, but you know who should get more credit? Andy Gardner, yeah. PGL. Yeah, who got this shit rolling four or five years ago, and it, and you know, yeah, like it may have led to a force like. Like short term a worse ecosystem, but long term, I think the PGA tour is gonna be better off for it. Like we're gonna we're gonna see the best players in the world playing against one another a lot more because Andy Gardner yeah. got the ball rolling down this i
2: I forget if I've used this line though. This was gonna be a, something we wrote, but like I giving the live credit is a word I struggle with in the same way that I don't credit Enron with like you know, the restructuring the financial reporting system of the world. Like, it's like, y'all did some bad yeah, shit yeah. here that ended up with, like, people had to react yeah. to, right? I, credit is, like, Phil... Because the
0: tour was fucked up to begin with. It was, right? but, like, it's Luke sure Elvey's
2: thing of there should be statues of Phil and Greg Norman <laughs> in front of PGA Tour headquarters is like, no, don't. do you think for one second those guys were acting in the best interest of the PGA Tour? No, they look acting in the best interest of themselves, and, like, there would needed to be a response to that. Do I feel like I owe them a thank you? Does anyone owe them a thank you? No. Uh, do I think we're going to end up with probably a more entertaining product at the end of the day? Probably. But like credit is just not the right word. We can recognize that Liv has driven a lot of these changes. Credit is a that I mean, that, that word's doing a lot we've been of lifting. us talk about the death panel. It's also a weird thing. Like,
1: what if I sat here and was like, Live deserves all the credit? Does that change anything? No. Like, does it make does no. it make Phil feel better? Like he still made his decision. Like this whole idea that you know, you're, you're a hypocrite. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm a hypocrite. What does that fucking change for you? Like, it doesn't change anything. Right. There's no, like, it's just a stupid argument in the long but run. But those guys of, like, definitely
0: aren't mad about it. Either, no, definitely right? not <laughs> mad. Like, I
1: I don't know. I was thinking a lot about the PGL stuff, and, like, it, far be it from me to cheer for, like, private equity people. But, like, if that had gone forward, and if it had been a team element, like, the, they had really leaned into that stuff. So it was like, hey, on the off weeks, like, the Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas... You know, uh, Smiley Kaufman, Ricky Fowler team is taking on the Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, yep. you know, Patrick Reed, whomever team. That would be pretty sick. Like, I love freaking team golf, and that stuff. You, I think you could have really drawn in something where it was like, okay, this really is like Formula and stuff. This really, we this is a match between these two guys, and that's we're gonna. This is in the long run of like in a sort of Premier League style thing. In your off weeks, you can tune into that, and these guys are going to get a shit ton of money. Great. I am all in on, like, well, God, I can't wait to watch the Spieth, you know, Thomas uh, Reed, you know, DJ instead match of it just this being week, taped on, yeah. End. Instead of it being yeah. like, oh, it, it's, it's kind of a you know stroke play, but only three stroke things count, and then you know it's at the end of it, the teams element and stuff. No, nah, it's just stupid. Like and
0: now, and now the team purse is going back into the team yeah. You budget. could have sold
1: me on like a different thing every week, and it's not like people who've like cut people's heads off and sawed them up into bags and thrown them into the street dumpsters like that. I would have been okay. Or with that or stuff, planning, and I think it or should be
0: chopping, sawing up cactuses. Just yeah. taking cactuses that you <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know why I should have, like, have to apologize for, like, making a differentiation between, like, hey, legitimate part of, like, the American or the world economy of, like, private equity finances this and gets it over, and versus, like, literal people trying to cover up their crimes. <laughs> like, ask yourself why you can't see the difference between those things if you think they're the same.
2: I like to follow my instincts, my gut when it comes to anything related to P.J. Tour and Live, as far as where's my interests go. The only thing that caught me last year was like the end of season match play when it was this team versus this team. And it was kind of like who they picked for foursomes, who they mm-hmm. did. I was like, dude, I'm kind of – did Smash win or did the – I couldn't tell you what happened. But it was like that day of I was like, I kind of want to know who wins this match. Like Phil's playing Cam Smith. Like that it, that was working for me. Like that mm-hmm. idea of – that's what got me excited about the PGL of this possibility of eventually getting in on these teams and understanding the structure of how they – again, like I can't tell you how – easy it was to reach the conclusion of this ain't it like with live like it's a watered down version at best and that's you know that's a different conversation although there were questions asked about live um to jay you asked a question about you know what, what was your question and what was the the response
1: yeah so i felt like there's look we've all heard rumblings amongst players it's a topic of conversation amongst players i'm not inventing that i'm not making it up that's not like you know conjecture there the players are talking about all right, what would happen if someone wanted to come back and is there a path back for that? And so I felt like it was important to get Jay on the record. And he his response was, I don't know where this is coming from. Of course he you knows. do, Jay. Like yes, you does. know, like you've had conversations with people about many, it. I would I would Many bet. people are saying. Many that. people <laughs> are saying. So like I get why for, you know, legal reasons you could not get into this, but it's still important for people like me to try to put you on the record and say like, "Hey, what would that look like is, and he, you know, quickly was like, Oh, I don't answer hypotheticals. Like that's not, well, it's, it may not be a hypothetical for long. So, you know, I think he had obviously been prepped on that. You know, I had sort of hinted in the column that I wrote about Brooks, like, you know, maybe somebody should ask him that. And if he wanted to hint at this, you know, maybe that would be that like going on offense for the first time in a few years. And, you know, I think he probably, if his lawyers made the sort of it were advising him in that moment, they probably advised him, don't go, don't open that door. Uh, he
2: referred to the players being under contract with Live, right. which again we referred to this, so which is a
0: key piece with in the tour stuff right, where yeah. they've induced, yeah. like they're saying, Live induced guys to violate their con, like their contracts, yeah. you know, while the under tour. contract with the table. Yeah. yeah. So
1: his his basically thing was our position has not changed, so it's still you know life him. but you know what. Like, you can have that sort of... You don't have to answer hypotheticals until they suddenly become unhypothetical, and then all of a sudden, like, your position can change quickly. And I think what will be interesting is if it does happen, there will be some sort of, like, I think pressure from within the player-run organization to be... And you can see that from Rex Hoggard's piece in there where a lot of guys were arguing... I mean. Billy Ho was saying, like, they should have to be a public apology to all the people. <laughs> it was just like Garrett Morrison had a great Billy, tweet Billy. of, like, of Brooks would have to stand up in front of him with a, a sign on his chest that said, liar. Shame, <laughs> shame. 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 So, but and I think, and but Billy we'll, and,
0: will publicly announce yeah. them in the square in Ponte Vedra. <laughs> I think, though, that, like,
1: that – if you're a live player right now and you're seeing – looking at, like, how much money – is being injected in the PGA Tour and you're looking at your own situation and like, yes, there's money, but is that money going to be around in two years? Is it going to be sort of continue to be a little bit of a a clownish organization? Uh, There's a part of you that would think like maybe, I don't know, if there is a way back, like I'd listen to it or maybe I could keep some of the money and not the rest. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think anybody of those guys wants to like grind their way through the Corn Fairy Tour, but if they really are like – Truly great. I mean, how funny would it be to see Cam Smith go and just absolutely fuck people up on the Corn Fairy Tour for like a year, get his card back and be like, yeah, like I, you know, whatever. I, I,
0: yeah, <laughs> turn the I wanted the Corn Fairy Tour into a spectacle. Oh, It'd totally. insane.
2: What, I, man, I have opinions about pretty much everything on this. I'm struggling to come up with an opinion.
0: How dare you have an opinion? For her. <laughs> that's why everybody <laughs> hates me.
2: Uh, I'm struggling to come up with an opinion on what the tour should do for live guys that want to come back. I don't feel. Str- I, I, it's a super easy to look at it like, hey, is it going to make the feel better and the tour better to have Brooks Kepka back on tour? Really easy to say yes. So they should, like, I can see people being like, they should let him back immediately. Why not? But then it's like, dude, I, how do you, what What does Justin Thomas think of that? What does John Rom sure. think of that? What does Jordan Speed think of like, well, hey, it comes we back were to the money, right? loyalty to this tour the whole time and like we didn't blatantly violate like the hardest core rule of this in terms of like, working for rivals and we didn't sue the PGA tour and we are, you know, this organization is still in a lawsuit with the PGA tour. Like people are saying, can't we all get along now? Like, yo, no, they're still suing them. Like this is not
0: MPs still suing everybody.
2: Yeah. This is not like a, Hey, can we all be friends here situation? There's still hostility here. So what they should do, I, I, Man, I don't know if I have a suggestion. I don't know what there's the not, answer is. I mean is.
0: it's the same thing with like how to treat Cam this week. Like, there's yeah. not a right answer, right? It's yeah. like it sucks. It's 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 awkward. Yeah, it's super awkward. I think you I think you make the guys go to Q school. Uh is it a year suspension? Play their way back in. Um you know. If not, why
2: like why why should they be able to on the, the most conduct unbecoming you could have.
0: I you know what though, like the craziest part is like I think if, if there's something that's gonna drive value for the tour, it's bringing these guys back and having real rivalries and, and you know deepening those rivalries and deepening the heels and all that stuff, right? My
2: question would be, whose decision is it? Is it the players that are currently there? I mean, is it say, leadership? It, it is goes it sponsors? Back to like
0: whose decision is anything? I know, dude, right? Yeah. It's like, how does the tour work? Do the tours like do, do the players really have the power? That's why I go back to like the credit thing, too. Of like, like to a certain extent, all of this shit has been possible to do and maybe it wasn't you know maybe the rank and file weren't going to go along with it but it isn't the best look that that they're you know upping these purses so much and you know showing what's possible and how much more we can grow the pga tour when like if not for live like that would have not been a conversation piece yeah. or there was no there was no appetite or no political will for it within the tour and it's like that's not the best look for jay either it, you know, nor is it for like anybody at the tour. It's like that's my whole thing of like they didn't have any fucking creativity or energy to to rethink this thing with for or obvious. without live. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
1: It's an interesting conversation to think about too, like with Dustin Johnson, right? Was a lifetime member, resigned his membership, so he wasn't really in violation of yeah. you know yeah. what the thing. If he had said like, look, I'll I'll sit out a year or I'll I'll donate some, you know, this fifty percent of my money towards charity or to whatever. The first like day. I think it's a little bit different if you wanted to dip in both like you know if you if you straight up resigned your membership and you did another thing and then that thing collapses uh or you know it do things change I think there's a path back to as opposed to like hey, I'm suing my way through like i I can't imagine there's a way back for Phil and I can't imagine he would ever eat that much crow until he's fifty two years old like God, it doesn't so you know sick. uh it doesn't quite compute but like a a Taylor gooch you know I don't know I mean is it really I think it would be, you'd have to sit in a room and you'd have to get the players to sort of hash it out. And you'd have to kind of figure, you know, take their, I think there'd be some contentiousness over it. I think some people would be like, hell no, that, screw them. They, uh, there's yeah. no way. But other people, I think, would sort of say, I, I honestly, I think Justin Thomas might say, you know what, screw it. Let them come here and I'll kick their ass. I really do think he would eventually say that. He wouldn't just he would be the person to be like, I deserve that $100 million. He'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it to them when they come back here. I'm gonna prove that I was right.
0: I feel like one way to, to maybe get around some of the money stuff too is, you know what, all right, cool. For the first three years or five years, you're not eligible for the FedEx Cup payouts. Yeah. Which okay. would be a hard
1: pill to swallow for some of those guys because it would be really like humiliating. The is going in some up to ways, like yeah.
0: Twenty five million dollars. You know, but it's, you it's know, what nice. are they gonna
2: play the
1: Asian tour forever if the live yeah. tour goes away?
2: I don't know. Guys, I do regret to inform you that at some point we're going to have to talk about the 2023 Players Championship.
0: I'm excited <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. We're well, going to be talking about
2: it a lot this week. This is yeah. allegedly a Players Championship preview podcast. Um, we had a bunch of questions that got sent in. Um, I'm going to, I promise that we would get to more than we're probably going to get to. I do apologize yet again, but, uh, W Purball asked, how does the players differentiate themselves from any of the other designated events this year and going forward? Got a bunch of other questions that were kind of, uh, similar, similar vein of like, does, does it feel like the designated events have watered down the players at all? What do you guys think? I think a little bit. I think so too.
0: Right. I, th- I think there's, you know, the players has always felt like in a tier of its own and now they're trying to broaden that tier it's the same thing like it's the same question i have for the bmw this year of like all right so if if the um if getting to the bmw is all important and you know then like what's the difference between the bmw and the tour championship other than just getting a bigger paycheck after it there's no difference right like the top 50 is the all important thing and same thing with the players this year it's like all right like i know they're playing for a massive purse and all that but this used to be one of the few times that everybody would get together and the European tour guys would yeah. come over and all that, and now it's like that's a that's a once a month, you know, sometimes twice a month occurrence, uh, sometimes three times a month occurrence as we get into the summer. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you know, but on the flip side, that's not necessarily a bad thing.
2: No, I think the players is is losing like a pinky, so the other events can really thrive, right? It's it's not it's an overall net positive even if this event feels slightly smaller like slightly i still think honestly i would still put it above i'm gonna a little maybe differentiate yeah. a little bit
1: like but like the tiger won this event smaller, right? phil won this event adam scott won this event like Roy won this event there's a history to it that matters like i i still don't think i would rather win any designated event than this like and i know that's not the straight-up comparison you're asking is it is it you're saying it did it diminish it a little bit i still think it's like it's something that lives outside of the majors. I mean, I way back when LIV started, remember when we we had our very first podcast when I was in London, I said they ought to just declare the majors, uh, declare the PGA uh, you know, the players give me a major and that'll sort of be like the one of the leverage things they can have and they're the ones who control the World Golf Hall of Fame. Maybe it was a stupid take, but like in some it ways was, like, you know, you could sort of elevate it and say like it's a major to us. Like it, it's a, in your historical sort of uh, you know, legacy this will matter in a way that you know we won't quite sort of consider the things. Maybe, maybe the uh, hall of fame going forward should be a point system where you know, like nobody cares about you. the hall of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Let
0: me stop you right there. <laughs> like, I, mean, I wish
1: they did because it would be a sort of a fun way to sort of you know, weigh players. Like, it.
0: I think there's something cool about the players in that it's so democratic, maybe not the right word, but but it's it's so agnostic mm-hmm. to skill type to where I agree. I feel like, you know, and, and Heritage is a little bit the same way, but otherwise, like, there's really not a whole lot of, like, I feel like these designated events are going to be on big boy golf courses that favor a certain kind of player. Yeah. That, that's wait? not necessarily a bad thing anyway, but, but seeing, seeing as to where, like, a rank and file guy probably has a better chance of winning this than a lot of the other designated. Very defense. true. Yeah. I think that's a pretty interesting, pretty strong point. Jay
1: pointed out today: since Tiger won in twenty in two thousand one, they've had twenty two different winners, which yeah. that was like really speaks to the course. Like I used to think this course stunk, and I think it's slowly gotten better. And also, just my understanding and appreciation of like what it asks has gotten better. And I think you know, now I kind of look forward to this week, whereas I used to think, like, wow, that course, like, it's just everything wrong with, like, mm. Florida golf, you know. We got
2: a question from Amal Yannick. He said, uh, is TPC Sawgrass an accurate representation of what it takes to succeed on tour nowadays? It seems to neutralize the power player as much as any course on tour, while normal tour setups are going the other way.
0: I would say it's the it, – it doesn't – it's not, not an, an accurate, accurate representation, yep. which, which is what makes it great. Yes,
2: it is. It's what's interesting, and I've heard this thought floated by multiple people is – how much East Lake is going to like influence like guys careers. Mm. Think about like Xander Shoffley is a horse for course for East Lake and how much more money is passed out at that event versus all other events. And like, if you have a bad course fit for East Lake at the end of every year, you are going to lose a lot of money in theory in that event. It's like, I know it can't happen. I've thought about this a million times. Like the players I think should be the season ending it event. It would be so great if it, it was. Calendar it, doesn't work. Like we're yeah. not coming here in August. Like yeah. hell no. We're not coming in September. It just doesn't work. Like Florida does not work in any way. But it like would make way more sense as like a season ending event. Uh, if if you could control the weather and and you know Truman show situation.
0: Cantley's furious that they're gonna uh allegedly furious that they're gonna revamp Eastlake. Really? Like, like he's like that place is perfect. You shouldn't touch it. <laughs> he, he, and a couple other guys have like taken the tour, that have the tour won, and East Lake to task. That have it. won the FedEx Cup before. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, man, like well, you want to talk about like enli- like not even enlightened, just self interest. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: Um, really deep question came here uh, from driving disco. He said, "Does Cantley have enough tools in his tool bag to complete the connection between 17 and the intercoastal? That's just one of the, that's a, that's a deep cut, you know, that's real ones only on that tweet. I just want to give a shout out for driving Disco. Of <laughs> I do marrying think Marrying a long time bit.
0: You know, like there's like over in Marsh Landing, there's that harbor. Yeah, and Harbor Island. Think about the value that could be created. if They connected TPC Sawgrass <laughs> to the intercoastal and, like Tiger could dock privacy there. Yeah. The boat
2: parties. Oh my God, dude! Infrastructure. It would be, be really, must see yeah. TV if you could have boats in like <laughs> yeah. next to 17 green. <laughs> With <laughs> match play going away too, we're going to need more boats in our lives. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Chris Mart underscore three. Ricky Fowler's been playing well right there in the mix. We thinking he makes a run this weekend. I sure hope so. Yeah, it's a realistic too.
0: thing. He's. I think he uh, swing looks awesome. I think he gets a hot putter. Like, the putter seems to be bulkier than... Big,
2: long putter, yeah. Yeah, know. he's got a kind of a funny little putter setup going here that uh, makes me think, oh, that's... The route to getting to what he's got going there with the mega fat grip yeah. and it seems like a flatter putter. Uh, a what putter if Spieth too. showed up with that putter this week? So, <laughs> oh, I, that. I would be encouraged. Uh, Spieth needs to say, try the stranger. I looked it up. It's,
1: Ricky's like in the top twenty-five in approach this year. Oh, uh, he is so, plus point
2: nine seven in approach this season, which pretty, is outrageously good. Yeah. So like his,
1: it's clearly he's striping it with irons uh, at this moment.
2: PGA. He is basically close to a top five player with approach play right now. Yeah. I, I picked him. Was, I didn't want I to say top at, ten without yeah. uh, fact checking it, but it's I knew it was good.
0: I got him at 60 to 1. I picked oh. him, I threw him in my plays. I got him, Jason Day, Tyrrell Hatton, Sahith, and Patty the toolman can't lay.
2: Guys, I hate handicapping this event. It's, it's so freaking so hard. hard, I, hard yeah.
0: I, I tried to go with iron play. Like really good iron players and guys that I feel like their putter can get hot and I'm not I'm not as worried about their driver. That was kind of where I went with it.
2: Are we ready to say winners yet? I think oh, we're, no,
0: we're no, trending I, towards we it. We don't right? have to go there hmm. yet. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think Rom's going to win. I think so. I mean, it just I, I I think you can get faked out by a bad week last week. He's been like four and five to one to win tournaments lately, and he's plus 900 to win this week. And I know it's a deep field, and I know it doesn't fit. I mean, dude, I don't know how many events we're going to get with Rom at plus 900. I, honestly, I don't think we're going to get many more at lower than plus 500. So I think. I think he seems like a good play this week. Scheffler, same way. Like, if it wasn't a Rom situation here, I think I'd be all over Scheffler. That's my pick because I think Scotty. I, I think like he just consistently is, you know, around it. He's
1: obviously knows how to close. Uh, he's just he's too good. I mean, he's not the buoy, but he's like I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to think hard on like what what Scotty is.
0: I looked hard at Tom Kim. I thought Tom Kim's like you know you're talking about a great. Extremely accurate player, great iron player. You know, gives some probably gives some some advantage back off the tee. This is probably a great course for you. This one in Heritage, um, but it's also really tough to win here as as a rookie, yeah. like as as a first year guy playing here. There's just I feel like there's some institutional knowledge.
1: Good that, caddy though, doesn't have a rookie caddy though to guide it's him. It's true. Around,
2: so it's true. <laughs> If you go look at data golf at what is emphasized on this golf course, driving accuracy is what rules the day. And he was in a
0: little bit better form coming in. He's struggling the designated events a
2: little bit so far, Um, which like his run was kind of lasting a little longer than it felt like it should have. Like he's just a weird outlier stats wise and how he creates his value. And it just didn't seem like the most sustainable thing ever. So I'm not surprised to see him regress a little bit yet. I mean, he, he very we very well could be talking about Who, who's winner. got no shot this week.
0: Good question. Um.
2: No shot. This is basically we usually do this pod, on this podcast. Pick somebody not to win. It's yeah. got to be like a, a relatively high up guide to pick
1: it. Bringing it back. I, what's interesting that Spieth has never really performed well except for the one I, year. I wanted to say Spieth really badly. Spieth I really did. Spieth looked pretty
0: ragged physically he, last finished week. Finished second
1: too. that one year in 15 when he was like on an absolute heater yeah. and then has never really like has missed cuts here, has never. It, which you think like don't have to hit a lot of drivers, really great second shot course, uh, you know, that it would sort of suit him. It's not POA. Like all the things that you would think normally like where a Spieth, uh sort of, you know, bingo card would, would be there. I don't know.
0: I mean, going down the, like, so you got Rory at, at nine to one, Scotty and Rom at 10 to one, man. I tend to think Rom, like Rom's been really aggressive this year, like playing very aggressive golf. I wonder if he can dial that back here. Cause it feels like the kind of course where if you play it over aggressive, you're going to get caught with your hand. How firm is it going to be? Times. I feel like if you play it over aggressive, you're going to get caught <laughs> in your hand. The I, <laughs> I feel like He's I played it buoy. sensibly. <laughs> I just didn't execute. Um,
1: How firm do you think it's going to be? A, uh, uh, god reach out to my agronomy hitter here.
0: <laughs> I mean it's it like being out there a couple weeks ago and it rained last it rained once I think last Friday. It's supposed to rain a little bit this Friday some maybe scattered thunderstorms, but otherwise like it's dry. It's hot. Uh the the uh, Bermuda's already popping through like they're they're having trouble keeping the Bermuda at bay mm-hmm. putting pre-emergent down and everything, but I think there's it should be firmer and faster than it has been in like since since it's moved to uh, to March, back to March, I think you know it was awesome in in May, and then last few years there's been mud balls after you know like a couple of years like in 2020 when it when they when they canceled it, I mean guys were getting mud balls and it hadn't rained for like two weeks. Yeah. So I think they're they're finally they're like they have the they have the course to a place where it's where it's I think where they want it. So
2: he's my guy. I and he's won this tournament, JT, very recently. But I, JT just—it's not adding up for me right now. Doesn't bad look bad. comfortable in the greens yeah. enough to go win a golf tournament. So he'll be my again. You got to make it. It's got to be a boldish pick. He needs fifth on the odds sheet right now at plus two thousand. Say so JT is my pick not to win this one. Well, what was the deal with the bringing back the high school putter at the
1: beginning in Kapalua? It was just to like get a different look in a tournament the that stranger, your really? I, I guess. Know, like yeah. to reset your brain a little bit. I, I was very confused about that. I was like, You literally won a major last yeah, year.
2: Yeah, it's maybe. just a speeth vibe right now of like he's he's goes on his runs, it just doesn't seem like he can sustain it for a long enough period to yeah. to
0: you know That's the crazy thing about Rom or Shuffle. Yeah. It's like Man, the... um,
2: Does JT need me to write him off again? Well, no. That That may help, but it feels like with Rom, it feels inevitable that he's going to rise, whereas JT and Spieth right now just feels like inevitable that, like, it's just going to go wrong for a four-hole stretch and it's going to cost you a chance to win a tournament, but...
0: I mean, so max plus 2,200, you think there?
2: I think the same things I do every week, like, I I pretend to think, like... Yeah, he can't keep this up. No way he does, and he keeps keeping it up. So yeah, I think his I'm final gonna...
0: round last year he shot sixty-five or sixty-six. Yeah. He played really well. Like it's like the light went great on for him. Morikawa also twenty-two to one. He struggled at this golf course, if right? I it's weird. if I
2: remember right. Uh he it seems like it should jump off the page um at him, but it, you know, that he would play great here. But I feel like I've thought this every year and it has not worked yeah. out. Uh he has been Cut T41 in the two times he's played it. So
0: Xander? Never know what to think about Xander.
2: It, the form was not great in the last uh,
1: two, right? Like, it was, he wasn't really yeah. – uh, I think he was pretty particularly not great at Bay Hill. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems like it would be a great fit for him, this course. But you
2: ready for a, what frustrates you like crazy about this golf course? Xander's finishes at the players. T2, cut, cut, cut. Wow. <laughs> literally T2 in 2018 to Webb uh, and then cut 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 it's kind
0: of like the more
2: but that was Bermuda so like it's ever since it went back to March mm-hmm. he's gotten cut three straight the
0: times the more I play this course the more scar tissue I get the yeah. more I get in my own head uh, that could be playing into it and then we've got Hovland which very interesting Hovland's plus 600 for a top five Finau's plus 550 for a top five but they both have mm. the same uh, winning odds
1: I think Finau could be a if Pinot could have like a Decent putting week. Yeah. Not even, like, a great putting week, but he's, he's hitting really good approach shots. It's just, you know, the putting is always kind of, like, you know, hot and cold. Uh, he could be a, a, someone who would be, uh, like, outside the immediate
0: favorites. J-Day?
1: that's I mean, I've been he's called it out this week. J-Day's right going to win this week. This is a course that, obviously, like, at the height of his powers, he was great at. That's so. your pick? Uh, no, I'm still sticking with Scheffler, but, like, okay. J-Day would be my, I think, second wave of picks. Like, I I've said that he's going to win this year. Feel confident about that. Uh, sorry to drive up the price. Someone was was uh, banging on me. The, the betting guys were like, why would you say that? You know, I, I
2: have them at a great price right now, and oh, you're people, really you – know, People People get all take over it the away. vision fund on <laughs> take that it away. all the time. <laughs> I'm going to uh, give you uh, – on Data Golf, you can go and see who has, like, the best course history. I, I can bore you with the details of it, but the names that jump off the page, and I did minimum six rounds on this, of Doug Gim being, like, the best horse for course. He has is finished T twenty nine and T six. Uh, this is in comparison to like your normal normal it's skill level. Expected versus reality. Yeah, Siwoo okay. Kim in twenty two rounds has a strokes gained versus expected of plus one point seven. It means he turns into like he a essentially monster. turns into like Xander Shoffley when he plays this golf course. That's his win T sixty three T fifty six T 9 He Withdrew last year, but a, a top ten and a win in this in the last four times he's played. completely. What's
0: Sungjae's record here? Because is a guy, like, you got the, the plus, there, the, there's kind of a gap between the, the guys at plus 2,800 and the guys at yep. plus 3,500. You got Zalatoris, Hatton, Sungjae, Fitzpatrick, and Spieth. T55, really T17, group.
2: and cut in his last three uh, players' championships.
0: Because this would seem like, you know, accurate precision iron player, place where, Good thing. you know. Uh, is Zalatoris healthy? Is he- I don't know.
2: I still have a guy. It's going to be a wait and see kind of situation for me on uh, you know how well he can sustain it. Um,
0: What's Fitz's see. record here?
2: God, you just I'm, I'm, I'm not a jukebox I'm over here, TC. <laughs> Come on, I don't have all the answers right in front of me here, but uh, I can get it for you. Fitzpatrick is gone. Cut T nine, T forty one, T forty six. The last several years, a lot so better than- not. He is below, like he performs below his uh, skill level in this golf course. So, which like legitimately almost all of the stars do. Like truly, the guys that outperform them their normal records are like Corey Connors really jumps off the page. Joel Damon jumps off the page. JT is like the only star that is like, oh dude, he gets better when he plays TPC Sawgrass. Joel just asked. Just just
0: texted me and asked me for a Thai restaurant recommendation. Oh, you know TC's got it. (laughs) Pinto Jack's is the spot there.
2: All right, we got a lot, lot, lot of shows to do. We got to save some content for our live shows uh, Thursday through Sunday of this week. They'll be presented by our friends at High Noon. We're sipping the new High Noon tequila seltzers right now. We'll be pounding those this week. Uh, We'll be having some guests on the pods, I'm sure. But you can find us on YouTube and on Twitter uh, live after each round of the Players' Championship this week. Talking about the golf and can't wait to get out there and see it. So... Gentlemen, let's have an evening. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today.
0: Yes! Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than
1: most. Better than most!
0: Expect any...